You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Everyone knows Jack Black, disheveled and wild-eyed, an enthusiastic guitar player and a live-wire comedic actor, he's delighted audiences both as a star in movies like School of Rock and as the lead vocalist for the comedy rock band Tenacious D. But Jack Black is far from the most historic member of his family. That title belongs to his mother, Judith Love Cohen, a pioneering aerospace engineer whose work played a crucial role in saving the Apollo 13 astronauts in April 1970. Cohen grew up in Brooklyn, New York in the 1930s and 1940s, where options for women were limited. Her mothers and aunts worked at a dress factory, and Cohen entertained herself at home by sewing lace doilies. But she also hung on nearly every word uttered by her father, a soda salesman, as he explained geometric concepts like lines and angles using an ashtray in their apartment. These nightly lessons inspired a love of math in Cohen, who found her thoughts consumed with numbers and equations. Though Cohen felt isolated from her peers and lacked female role models, she mused about becoming a math teacher, even after a guidance counselor suggested that she go to finishing school and quote-unquote learn to be a lady. Instead, Cohen followed her dreams to Brooklyn College and then all the way to the West Coast, where she earned a bachelor's and master's degree in electrical engineering at USC. When she graduated in 1957, Cohen was just one of eight women in a class of 800. Cohen was also the mother of a growing family, as she had four children, including Jack Black, but she balanced motherhood and her burgeoning career. In fact, she even took a work problem to the hospital as she gave birth to Black, her youngest, and later called her boss to tell him that she'd solved the problem and that, yes, the baby had been born too. A pioneering engineer at a time when just one half of 1% of all engineers were women, Judith Love Cohen proved herself a remarkable trailblazer time and time again. Perhaps her greatest moment came in 1970, when it was her work on the abort guidance system for the Apollo space program that helped bring the crew of Apollo 13 safely home after they suffered a catastrophic power loss in space. This is the story of Judith Love Cohen, Jack Black's mother, and a pioneering aerospace engineer. 
You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by the digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners of the natural world and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Kalina Fraga. And I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Austin Harvey. Today, we're discussing the remarkable life of Judith Love Cohen, an aerospace engineer who saved the astronauts of Apollo 13 and also happened to be Jack Black's mother. I mentioned this to you the other day, but I'm not like a huge Jack Black fan. Although I'm like, I like him. I just don't know much about his. That's fair. I went through a big uh, Tenacious D phase hmm. back in high school. I see. I know even less about that, but he's oh, okay. fun. Like, <laughs> I loved I loved School of Rock uh, when that oh, came yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, he's in so many like Kung Fu Panda. I yeah, That's not the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> I don't think it is for most people. Recently, the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, who was he in Mario Brothers? He was Bowser. Oh, that's cool. It was that's a good, uh, uh, good casting. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was basically just Jack Black with like a voice filter on. Oh, he put a voice filter on too. Yeah, it was like a little bit deeper. He sings a song in it naturally. Uh huh. What else? What else has Jack Black been in? Tropic Thunder. We mentioned. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Oh, he was in that one <laughs> remake of Gulliver's Island or Gulliver's Travels. Huh? Has he ever been? In like a serious role, he's only done comedic stuff. I think he's only done comedic stuff. I know in an interview about Tenacious D and why they do comedy music, he said it was like basically like an anxiety thing. Like, oh, if, if we hmm. go out and we sing these like funny songs, even if we mess up or whatever, it kind of alleviates some of the pressure because it's meant to be funny anyway. I see. Dude's got a killer voice, though. He can like really wail. <laughs> well, his mother was the opposite in terms of like silly and serious, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, evidently. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's dive into her life. Yeah, she was she was born in Brooklyn in the 30s, 1933. So as you can imagine, what a life like kind of growing up then might be like. Yeah, right. Uh, post post depression America. Yeah, right, right in the thick of it. Yeah, well, Judith Love Cohen growing up in Brooklyn, like it's the 30s. She she had family who was had a dress factory, is where her mothers and aunts worked, and um, she was a dancer. She took dance lessons and like learned to sew and everything. But she got really interested in math, which was unusual at the time oh yeah yeah i mean very different uh ways that people were raised women weren't really expected to have an interest in right was that stem science yeah, to, yeah. i mean that phrase didn't even exist yeah no definitely didn't yeah um but her interest was born because her father who was a soda salesman would show her like geometry on an ashtray oh and that just like flipped a switch in her brain and she became obsessed with math and numbers and equations and not just math, but astronomy, too. And so then she just kind of like really leaned into it. It's really cool. Yeah. I always like, I mean, obviously, we're both writers. So we're not, maybe yeah. not math people. <laughs> I two like, kinds of math. people in this world. <laughs> yeah. People who are good at math and people who write stuff on the internet. People who write stuff on the internet. Yes. I always liked math, but I was just not very good at it. And it never like clicked with me. Yeah, same. I The only like math science adjacent stuff I, I was good at physics was the only thing i was god awful at chemistry and biology oh interesting yeah i was i was like okay i was like i scraped by in math i was pretty bad at like science stuff the only c i ever got was in math i'm trying to think if i got a c in math i might have gotten like a b minus i had a but i had, <laughs> I had the biggest this is like such a side tangent <laughs> I had the biggest joke of a math class in college mm-hmm. 
we had to take we had to take a math freshman year every like everyone does we also had to take a writing intensive course i happened to find a writing intensive math course what so rather than doing like equations or anything it was just like solving math problems with words oh it was like demonstrate the idea of like fact checking your work by doing the problem in reverse but make it a story so i just retold the hobbit oh (laughs) like it's there and back again that's what i mean nice yeah i was like pretty stupid about like my math and science requirements i took i thought econ would would check off the box and it did not so i had to take econ Uh, and it was like so hard i didn't get it and they consider that like a social yeah 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 that was really tough and i was like this is all just like made up rules and no one understands it and it's (laughs) annoying but yeah yeah math was never really my strong suit but it was judith love cohen's and i think we had very different childhoods than she did but when she was in fifth grade other kids were paying her to do their math homework nice um she was that good nice got a side hustle going <laughs> yeah or just yeah, not, a hustle not too, i not guess too shabby <laughs> right school and then uh, right. more school yeah so as she, she got older middle school she was the only girl in an intermediate algebra and she later said that she just like her head was just full of like equations all the time and it was sort of lonely because no one else thought that way yeah i bet and she said that she was really interested in math and was thinking about a career in like math or she said in studying cosmic rays which i don't even know how she even came across that as a a kid in brooklyn but she said she hadn't seen women do anything like this um the one thing that she had seen a woman doing that seemed interesting was teaching math so she thought well i'm so good at math and i like math And it's consuming my every thought, so I might as well be a math teacher. Makes sense. Um, So she won a scholarship to Brooklyn College, but then her guidance counselor was like, do you really want to go to college and study math and like maybe be better to go to finishing school? And she literally said, learn to be a lady instead. Oh. Yeah. I hate that. (laughs) I know. What a terrible... (laughs) Jeez. It's not a very good guidance counselor. And she's obviously very wrong about um, Judith Love Cohen. Because she did go to Brooklyn College, where she met her first husband. I think she had three husbands in the course of her life. This was the first one. Um, And they get married, and they decide to move together to California, where things really started to take off in her personal life and in her professional life. Yeah, I mean, what, 1950s California was kind of the place to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's exciting times for, like, aerospace engineering. And, like, I mean, just so many people starting new things there with like even like movies and stuff yeah it's interesting because her son became an actor but i'm not sure how involved that is funny yeah i mean i guess if they stayed in california yeah that would help that would help would help any actor yes <laughs> well uh, yeah i don't know how much she was going to the movies but she did enroll in usc where she got a bachelor's and a master's degree in electrical engineering she also had three children at this time wow jack black wasn't born yet but these her first three children and when she graduated in 1957 she was one of just eight women in her class which had 800 people in it so that's not a lot crazy of, not a lot of women but it, it all kind of like worked out for her because then she started working as an engineer even though less than one percent of engineers were women and got a job at the space technology laboratories which was a, a nasa contractor which fulfilled a childhood dream to like yeah study you know cosmic space and math and everything yeah yeah she said i wound up actually being able to do the thing i wanted when i was 10 years old which is nice it's kind of a rare thing yeah i used to want to be an astronaut really when i was like in like you know like kindergarten first grade they asked like oh what do you want to be in your i liked space i still like space but now i just write about it Hmm. i wonder if it's too late for you or not 
It definitely is. Absolutely it is. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I I can't. The thing is, I can't ever go back to school. Oh, I can't afford it. That's yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get on a whole thing about the student debt crisis right now, but I'm really feeling the brunt of it. They might pay for it if you're getting a master's degree. Yeah, but that's like also a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) I already have this job. Yeah, we're set writing about uh, UFOs instead. Yeah, I think I wanted to be, I started wanting to be a writer at probably like middle school. So it's still, you know, we can consider that a childhood dream fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've always wanted to do something with words. Yeah. Once I realized how complicated science and space were, I kind of gave up on that dream real quick. Yeah. That makes sense. I guess I was never like, I never thought about being like an astronaut or anything, but I, I mean, I've mentioned this before, but I loved Star Trek. So yeah, I was wanted to be, <laughs> I always wanted to be the captain of a Starfleet, <laughs> Right. Or like a writer on Star Trek or something. But yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, one never knows. In in the world of real science, Judas Love Cohen like started like doing stuff. And this is the space age, you know, it's exciting times. Oh yeah. Um, she, she worked on projects which included a guidance computer um, for the Minuteman missile, the abort guidance system, the Apollo space program, which we'll come back to, um, and other stuff with like satellites, and et cetera, et cetera. All very like impressive stuff. And meanwhile, she is like a mother. Yeah, that's not easy. At that not time, that, w- that was your full-time thing. You were a full-time mom most of the time. Right. And so there's a really, I mean, there's a cool story about she's like in the lab and like working. And at the time she's pregnant with Jack Black and she goes into labor and goes to the hospital and they call her at the end of the day and to congratulate her on the baby and to check in and everything. And she's basically like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I finished the problem. Like I solved the problem. So (laughs) that's good. Mid a childbirth. (laughs) Yeah. So... So she was able to juggle like both things in that way. I suppose that's really impressive. Yeah. Do you happen to know if her husband's also worked? I, I assume they did. Stay at home dadding wasn't usually like a thing, but I'm just. Yeah, I mean, I think her first husband was also a scientist. I'm not 100 percent sure. And then her third husband, I think, was a teacher. Okay. And I don't know what her second husband did. Wow. But yeah, I mean, the most impressive thing she did, and I think the thing that she's most famous for, is is helping to save the Apollo 13 astronauts. I don't know if you've seen the movie Apollo 13. Uh, I don't think I have, actually. I, I have not seen it. I think Tom Hanks is in it. Probably. Possibly. <laughs> if not him, then someone else of that caliber. But um. <laughs> If not him, somebody else was. Here's one thing we know for sure about the movie Apollo 13. Actors were definitely There was an in actor it. acting in that movie. Yeah, not um, Jack Black. Not Jack Black, but that would be cool. I was going to say they should maybe do that. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so there's these astronauts for the Apollo 13 mission, which goes up in April uh, 1970, and it all goes like really wrong. They're they have an oxygen take uh, blows up, another one fails. They're losing electricity, light, water, and they're 200,000 miles from Earth. That's a lot of miles away. It's a lot of miles, and it's going. Everything's just going very wrong. And it's Judith Love Cohen's work on the abort guidance system that helped them like get back safely. Wow, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Her son said, not Jack Black, but her son Neil said, my mother usually considered her work on the Apollo program to be the highlight of her career, which makes sense because that was a pretty big. I, yeah, I think that's valid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think most people deal. would consider that to be the highlight of anyone's career. I know. Being able to like see what you do, save people in a very dramatic uh, circumstance. Yeah. I'm curious if anyone like portrayed her in the movie. Mm, I kind of 
doubt it. Cause I think she's like part of like a team of people who's like are working on these things. Yeah. You were right. Tom Hanks is in this movie. Oh, okay. Nice. So is Kevin Bacon, apparently. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, huh? Yeah. No, it does not look like Judith Lovecone is uh, prominently cast in that movie. I think that's a great idea to have like a Jack Black remake yeah, of that movie. Yeah, right? Just for the novelty of it. Shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Yeah, so this was, that was like a cool thing she did, but she also like kept being pretty impressive in the second part of her life and after she retired her third husband who was a fourth grade teacher came home one day and like mentioned that he had asked his students what they wanted to be when they grew up and he noticed that a lot of the girls didn't say things like scientists they said things more stereotypical careers for women and and judith love cohen was like we can change that because if you don't know what options you have at that age then you won't go on that path so she and her husband started working together to write these stories about women in STEM, scientists and lawyers, or not just STEM, I guess, then professional women. And they published like all these books, 100,000 books about professional women. That's so many books. It's cool. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the really cool thing is they, they had trouble even finding a publisher for these books. And this was like in the yeah. 90s. Oh, okay. Well, so a little less excusable. Yeah. <laughs> they, they started their own book company and they started publishing these books so that young girls could have a chance to see what options are out there and then they could choose to study math or science, which is awesome. And I think it's like, I mean, I think obviously in this day and age, people are a lot more aware of what's yeah, yeah. out it's there. It's not as uh, like gate kept. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just more exposed to stuff. I was going to say, I think in my life, the majority of people I know who like went on to study STEM topics were uh, women like a lot of girls that I went to high school with were very scientifically inclined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a lot of friends in college who kind of went on that path. I mean, I you know I was doing more like history and stuff yeah. myself, but yeah, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So in any case, she died in 2016, and Jack Black has posted a picture of her on Instagram before. We've also posted on Facebook of her like next to this like impressive looking like space age satellite i think um and he said because people people post this thing and then there's always these articles being like is it true that jack black's mom and he said it's true my mom was a badass aerospace engineer and also a loving mother i miss you mama which is nice yeah that is nice and then i guess the last thing i wanted to touch on was that she wasn't the only woman who like was 
doing stuff at the time. Like she was, it was a rarity. And we've covered a lot of these stories on our site, but there's like the Hidden Figures women, which is another right, movie yeah. I haven't seen. Um, Catherine Johnson, Mary Jackson, and Dorothy Vaughn, who are all like very impressive black women working at NASA at a time when that was like, there were a lot of barriers to doing that. Yeah. I mean, two two big ones being black and women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they they were they fought their way in and they were able to do some impressive stuff. And then Margaret Hamilton, who like she like wrote code by hand for Apollo eleven. And there's a picture That's of her crazy. It's so crazy. It's a picture of her and she's like kind of a petite woman, like next to this like the like binders and binders of code that she wrote. By hand. That's and this was in the sixties. Insane. Yeah. I know. So I mean, I think check out these stories on our site as well because they're all impressive and um sometimes when you look at history it can seem like very white and very male and everything but obviously these stories are out there right people did like break barriers and stuff so some to check out as a cis straight white man i love to see it you know (laughs) yes (laughs) love to see women doing things yeah kind of crazy that like i mean even last week when you mentioned it i had no idea yeah one i I didn't know anything about her at all but like the fact that her son is such a prominent person as well in a totally different field right yeah totally different i i'd never heard of her until i wrote the article and then and doing research for that i I saw the articles online being like surprise jack black's mom is you know on facebook and everything as well it is it is surprising and and very cool yeah i mean you're really lucky if you get one person in a family who does something Mm -hmm. worth note yeah well it's so different too it's it's not like she was an actress then he became an actor right because you see a lot of that like nepotism babies Right, Nebo babies. Yeah, but not, yeah, never, this sort of situation is like a rarity. It's really crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, it's kind of a nice story. It's very different from last week's story. (laughs) Yeah, it's a nice way to, it's a nice thing to end on for this week. (laughs) Yeah, something inspirational more. Um, And I love that she, even after like having this career, she gave back and like wanted to blaze a path for other, other people, other women. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine her husband coming home being like, yeah, all these girls said they wanted to be a secretary or be a teacher or do all these things. And like none of them really seemed interested in this path you've taken. And she could have I mean, that could just be like, oh, that's a bummer. Right. But like she went. She's like, what can I do about that? Yeah. Well, because she knew how it felt to be someone who didn't have those role models. And like, what do you do? Oh, I'll be a math teacher, I guess. It's the only thing I've seen someone do before. I can't imagine her coming up in like the 30s and 40s with this like radically different mindset to people around her. I know. Yeah. Well, and even to have like someone like your guidance counselor be like, "Mm, college. Yeah. Why don't you go train to become a lady? It's like, I think I'm already a lady. Wouldn't that be better for you? Yeah. I don't know if you've you've noticed. I actually, I am a lady. Even just to go to get a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in the 50s is remarkable i think yeah and it probably only costs like a dollar right yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) coming back to that yeah yeah probably so i don't know how many people in general were pursuing masters at that point in time like likely not many i guess like if you were like on the gi bill you probably were because it was free and you just got back from war but for women like her yeah 
like rare like obviously because she was like one of only eight do you do you think a lot of those guys were pursuing masters though i mean if you if you were in the war at a young age and you came back and wanted to pursue like higher education you might still only be doing like a bachelor's or even an associate's I don't know the. I know that my grandfather got a master's with the GI Bill. Oh well, that's cool. I mean, because it's like you might as well. You know, it's free, and yeah, I don't know what like the the statistics are, the numbers there. I think I'd say she's a pioneer. Yeah, I think there was so few women doing what she was doing. Um, and I think we only, we only kind of acknowledge her because she's the mother of a famous actor, actor, and because her work like did save the astronauts. Yeah. But even if it had saved the astronauts and like Jack Black wasn't her son, we probably wouldn't be discussing her, which just, you know, there's other women like her out there. Just, we're not, we're not talking about them as much or at all. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I mean, well, I guess it is fortunate. She's worth yeah. talking about regardless. And yes. it's fortunate that because her son is famous, we are aware of her. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that that might be the reason why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes to show how many stories like this are probably out there that we don't know about. I mean, I think one thing I do like about like <laughs> like our job is that we often cover sort of like like uh, forgotten stories. Yeah. About true. like women and people of color and just, you know, things that haven't been as documented as well. And she certainly fits into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these people on the uh, edges of history or in the margins. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's tons. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of History Uncovered, all about Judith Love Cohen and uh, her exemplary pioneering career. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to get the full story about that and uh, other women like her, go to allthat'sinteresting.com. We have new stuff going up on the site every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the site. You can also join our newsletter by going to allthat'sinteresting.com slash sign up. Or becoming a member at allisinteresting.com slash membership. You can write in at podcast at allisinteresting.com and, mm-hmm. you know, provide any feedback, any personal stories, any things that relate to this, any suggestions for stuff you might want us to Future cover. episodes, yeah. If you want to leave us a voicemail, um, say hello, uh, give your thoughts about an episode, you can call us at 929-526-3029. And that's that. And we might play the message here on the show. We'd love to hear from people what they think about the show and suggestions, ideas, you know. Yeah, love to hear from our our listeners. Yeah, so we'll be History Happy Hour next week. And then we won't be doing History Happy Hour in October. Right, because we have a lineup of spooky adjacent stories. So many spooky stories to cover. But we'll be back with that in November. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Next month is going to be really fun. It's going to be really exciting. We're talking, obviously, starting it off with the Mermaid Inn, which is this Mm -hmm. very famous inn in uh, the UK that has a host of potentially paranormal guests. Um, After Mm -hmm. that, we're talking about the Enfield haunting. Mm -hmm. From The Conjuring. Right. Conjuring 2. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sleepy Hollow, right? Sleepy Hollow, I think, in Mothman is also being thrown in there now. Mothman and the 
which, God, I love talking about cryptids. <laughs> They're so fun. I think that October is like the site's favorite season. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so we're really leaning into all the spooky stuff we cover and uh, be podcasting about that. I can't wait to talk about the Warrens. I have strong opinions on Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm, yeah, they are a couple of characters. That's for sure. Yeah, a couple of creepy weirdos who kept a girl in their basement. They did? Um. Yeah, Ed had this like young girl that he had sex with that like lived oh. with them for a bit. It was a whole, it's a weird thing. Oh, we'll get into it. Okay, cool. I, I won't say I can't wait, but I am interested <laughs> to hear this story. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Tune in next time for History Happy Hour, and then we'll dive into spooky season. Woo! Woo! All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.